get let's take a moment and say thank you to our sponsors at Fuji Sport. Yeah, absolutely. They've been working with us for for a very long time, not only on this podcast but also at the academy. Um, and I'm peeking, taking a peek at, at their website right now, and they have a brand new ultra light gi. Now this is mind blowing. I'm looking at my size A2 is 2.75 pounds. I mean that's under three pounds. That's yeah. that's mind blowing. I could even lift that. And uh, go to their website FujiSports.com. Check it out. Anything you could need for your jujitsu journey, you can find at FujiSports.com. Hey, it's been a while since we started Roll TV Project. Uh, it's been a while since you started it. I did come in later, and um, I can't say enough about it, especially the new platform. It's really amazing, fully customizable, uh, and you know a little bit more about the structure. Well, so two things you need to know. One is the subscription service, which is 9 bucks a month. Um, you can get access to hundreds of videos, hundreds of drills, techniques, and so on in a very nice labor, library categorized as you need them. But two, different lessons. Um, you can actually purchase those individually, and you own them, so the subscription is not tied to it at all. You can look at things like spider guard, half guard sweeps, half guard chokes, um, uh, folding pass, and so on. There are so many of them out there. So take a look um, and see where you need help with the videos, right? 30% if you type in Roll Radio as a code. Who doesn't like saving money? Go to RollAcademy.tv. What's up, everyone, and welcome back. If you haven't already, please remember to hit the like, share, subscribe, download, listen, and whatever other button there is, and leave us a review wherever you do listen. That ensures that we can continue bringing you the great guests and amazing content that you have come to expect. On this episode, we have the owner-instructor of the brand-new Bravo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Virginia Beats, Virginia, Alex Uman. Alex has a very unique martial arts journey, one that started in his homeland of Ukraine where he wrestled for over 10 years. Then Alex traveled to several other countries as a college student and trained wherever he could, but several obstacles kept Alex from starting his jiu-jitsu career. Listen to how Alex overcame these obstacles to become a successful competitor and now a brand new academy owner. Here's the Roll Radio with the inspiring, entertaining, and most handsome man in BJJ, Alex Uman. Welcome to Raw Radio. Uh, guys, guys, guys. Yeah. What's up? I'm, I'm looking beautiful or not? Believe it or not, we're gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. And we are live, Gary. Yes. What in the world are you doing here? Oh, why? Because I missed last week. Yeah. Uh, Well, I had I mixed up my schedule. And uh, I couldn't make it. I had, uh, and and you've done one of these by yourself now, so I think you're, you're confident. I'm, I, I'm, I'm becoming a pro doing this yeah. by myself, and you're, uh, you don't you're not scared anymore. You you, you you became replaceable. I'm I'm replaceable. <laughs> cool. I'll see you later. I'm <laughs> going to have lunch. No, 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 no. no. Listen, uh, it, it it's good to have you back. I, I said this before. I said this before that, that this show is not the same without you. And there is a lot of anxiety that I have when I have to do this by myself. So I, I understand. I'm, man. I'm I just deleted you- some old stuff off the roadcaster, and I'm like looking at it. I can see it's recording. I'm terrified <laughs> that I did something wrong. So I get it. Yeah. Well. 
Life is good. Yeah. yeah, so no, I'm, I'm here. You. Let's see what happens today while I'm here. Yeah. Alex, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Pleasure. We'll we'll have a great conversation. But uh you know, you just opened your academy, huh? Yeah, uh, finally I got that piece of paper and uh, they led me to run my classes, finally, you know. <laughs> it's been very stressful, you know, but now, guess what, I have even more stress, you know, because I'm trying to put everything together. But I guess it's a part of the process. I'm learning, you know, and uh, just need a few more weeks and we'll be all right. You know, there was this saying, Gary, you might have heard it, it's like, you didn't want to work nine to five, so you opened your business, so now you work 24 hours yes. a day. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was about to say that. You know, like the last four days, I probably, I started around eight o'clock with the phone in my hands, you know, and then do like all that dirty stuff. You know, teaching jujitsu is the easiest part, right? To deal with the money and to deal with all of that other stuff is the hardest part. What, yeah. I, what do well, I say? Yeah. Well, do tell, I, well, you always say. Can, can you tell everybody, because everybody thinks well, if you are an instructor that you work like two hours a day and then you just chill and do nothing, play video games or sur do no. surfing. Or something. No, <laughs> just, no, it's not true, guys. You know, you got you to gotta hustle, you know. You got to hustle. Besides teaching jujitsu, there are a lot of other stuff that you have to deal with. Yeah. We always say, you know, or people always say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's baloney. Big as a lie. That's baloney. Right. I think if you're doing what you love, you're probably working harder. Yeah. You know, no complaints. It's a, I knew it's going to be uh, like that. I knew it's not going to be easy. Right. And it was the dream of my life. So I'm just need to work. And, you know, I, I recall it this work, but not a job. Right. You don't go to a job. You're just enjoying the process. You're learning the process. You know, it's a part of the life. And. You know, I absolutely love it. No complaints, no complaints, you know? Well, Just good. some coffee and keep going, you know? <laughs> coffee and jujitsu, life yes. is good, right? Correct, correct, <laughs> yeah. What made, you, what made you open your own academy? Um, so like I said, it was a dream of my life, you know, when I was younger, uh, kid. So I wrestle. Uh, I started pretty late. I'm Ukrainian, by the way. Because a lot of people, they surprise when they hear that I'm, I'm not Brazilian or whatever, you know. Uh, like yesterday, I had that person walk into my academy and he was like, are you Brazilian? I was like, no, I'm Ukrainian. He was like, Ukrainian? That's very interesting. You know, Ukrainian, Ukrainian guy teaching Brazilian jiu-jitsu in USA. You know, that's kind of crazy, right? But that's part of the life. So, and, uh, you know, wrestling is pretty big in Ukraine. Freestyle wrestling especially. And I wrestled, I started wrestling around, maybe I was like 11, 12 years old. And it's already was pretty late. Uh, most of the kids, they started around five, six years old. Uh, but anyways, and when I started training, um, I, I didn't accomplish as much as I, I would probably I want to. But when I graduated from the school, I was like, it could be nice to open like a training center in my small town i'm from very small town and like to make like the first level it would be the freestyle wrestling second level judo and the third level like boxing or something like that, that was my dream you know like i was thinking about this a lot you know and give something back to community and stuff but then the life happened you know unfortunately i couldn't do all of these in ukraine um but then when i start traveling around the world and 
Actually, I started doing jujitsu here in U.S. I've never done jujitsu before. Uh, I did some form of MMA grappling, per se, but never strictly jujitsu. I never put the gi on. I didn't believe in the gi, you know. <laughs> I was like, those guys are crazy. What they are, what they, they do, are. what they are doing, you know. <laughs> and it was uh, my dream, you know. And uh, the last five years, I've been working super hard, like um, – Five years ago, I started working as the assistant coach at one of the UC gyms mm -hmm. here in Virginia. Um, and then uh, eventually I took a uh, spot of the main instructor uh, when I was a brown. So I started teaching, full-time teaching when I was a poor belt. And then uh, when I was a brown belt, I already started teaching all classes And that's what I've been doing, you know, the last five years and uh, in just a right time, you know, I have a lot of students and, uh, you know, we have pretty strong kids program. That's what I love. I love teaching kids. And I was like, I can do much more if I open my own place, you know, at UC gym, like um, there are certain, I wouldn't say restrictions. We, I have amazing people to work with, but, you know, it's a franchise gym and it's mm. not just jujitsu. There are some other programs and I won't judge jujitsu. You know, and uh, you own both. You know, you decide what you want to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's, there's, there's upsides and downfalls of of being part of a larger organization, and same thing for owning your own place, right? I'm, uh, go back, go back, all, all, all the way to the beginning. Six years old, you're stepping on the mat. You do a little bit of wrestling. Time goes on. At which point you start traveling? At which point you leave your country and you know you go around the Europe before you come to US. Yeah, so after I graduated from the, what we call, you are from Poland, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm Polish. As Polish as it yeah. gets. You can make fun of me, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> no, uh, Polish people are friends to Ukrainians, especially now. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. But, um, uh, so after I graduated, so we don't have a high school, mm -hmm. middle school in Ukraine, right? It's one school, okay? Right. Yep. So after I graduated from school, from my uh, school, right, um, I uh, entered the university and wrestling actually helped me to, to get my scholarship per se. Right. So, because um, I was like, I was selected to wrestle for my, for my university team and I, uh, I didn't pay any money for the, my education. So, and uh, actually when I, um, at this point I've, I've been doing wrestling for like six or seven years But like I said, in Ukraine, it's pretty hard. Like I would enter the tournament and we had like 70, 80 people in one weight class. And since I started a little bit later, you know, I, it was very hard for me to win even a single match, the first match, you know, because in Ukraine, you don't have the rookie divisions, beginners divisions. It's all one. It, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing these, you know, it's all one. And so I get my scholarship. I start wrestle. Uh, I I kept training in my university. We have a very uh, strong team there. I uh, I train with the world champions, European champions, people who participated in Olympic games and stuff like that. You know, it was pretty um pretty strong crowd to train with. And uh, but my university was the agri agriculture agriculture university. So I had the opportunity to take um these international exchange programs and go to different countries and work and study their system, what they do there. Okay. So my first country was Poland. I went to Poland and I stayed in Poland for six months. And uh, where are you from, Thomas? 
Um, Krakow. I'm from South. Krakow. Yeah. I've been to Krakow, and we used to live uh, close to Bydgoszcz. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I speak a little bit of Polish, uh, too, so it's very well, if you similar tell, to you. If, if you want to tell me anything about Gary, just speak Polish, you, you know, you won't know. Yeah, I'll yeah, think, so I'll if you don't want him to hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but probably Gary knows Kurwa, right? Oh. Uh, good. <laughs> <You know that. laughs> probably he knows that, so we're not going to say anything. Okay, yeah. so... Uh, so I stayed in Poland for six months. Um, me and my wife, my future wife, at that point, at that at that point, and then I came back to Ukraine. I kept training, but you know, life happened, and I stopped training. Like I stopped training, at, you know, and then I went to we went to Sweden. Like the next year after I re- we returned from the Poland, next year we went to Sweden. So probably I have a. Uh, yeah, so in Sweden, we stayed for one year. Uh, I didn't train. I didn't do anything. I didn't do wrestling. I didn't do, I didn't have the opportunity to to do anything like that. Then we came back home. Um, I kept my education. I was trying to get my diploma. And then after that, the year after, we went to Denmark. So, and that's, we're talking, so I went to Poland in 2007. Sweden was in 2008. Eight, uh, and we went to Denmark to Denmark in 2010, I believe so. Yes, in the May 2010, and I stayed there for 18 months. Okay, so at this point, I didn't train like what two and a half years, probably yeah. like maybe working out one on, like once in a while, you know, but not, nothing, nothing else. And then, you know, um, I was like, you know what, I was watching this youtube video one day and uh i was like man i mean i miss training you know i need to go back train you know stop all, the, all these parties you know and all these playboy lifestyle you know and <laughs> <laughs> go <laughs> need to go back to my roots and you gotta train you know so and then i started do i i did the google research trying to, was trying to find the gym in denmark uh, I couldn't find any wrestling gyms uh, because it's not that popular in Europe, and especially Denmark, that part of the world, you know, that part of the Europe. But I found the MMA gym and it was like, I don't know, it was probably like 30, 40 minutes away from where I used to live at, right? And I, at this point, I didn't have any transportation to get there. So I was trying to figure out the way how I'm going to get to that place. So what I was doing is like, I I had this moped, right? Uh, so I, uh, I, I, uh, I used the moped to get to the bus station and then I would take the bus and then that bus would take me to a town to the bus station. And from the bus station, I would walk like 15 minutes to the gym. And, uh, one day, <laughs> one day they stole my moped. <laughs> so, so, so I have to switch to a bike. So after work and at this point in Denmark, I not just was living there and having fun, you know, I was working there at the farm because it was a part of my scholarship, right? Mm-hmm. I work at the farm to learn the, like I said, to learn the system, to um, learn how the Danish were doing with the, you know, uh, with the stuff. And it was very good for my degree and everything, right? So after eight, nine or 10 hours at the farm, I would come back home, eat real quick, change and go to a training. And um, how long? To, hold on, before yeah. we go for how long did it take you from the point you leaving the house to you walked into the gym? 
Um, at least hour and a half, probably. Hour and a half. Hour and a half each way. Yes. How many okay. days a week? Uh, from the beginning, it was two days on a week. It was Tuesdays, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays. But then they let me join like advanced class, and it was more often. But if you're honest with you, I can't. I remember Tuesdays, Thursdays specifically. But uh, then they let me join in other classes. And once in a while, I would make two uh, Saturday classes. I was trying to make every Saturday classes. If I done with my work and I don't need to work or I don't, I don't have to go to work, I would be there, you know? Uh, yeah. So the reason, why I'm, been- the reason why I'm asking is I know people who complain about 15-minute car ride to, to the academy. <laughs> Mine's four and sometimes I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so... I tell you even more, right? When I so I hear from from the probably we're gonna talk about this a, uh, a little bit later, but I just want to mention that before I forget, right? So when I wrestle, and uh, our gym, like you know, Ukraine is not that rich country, right? So, and uh, the gym that we used to train at, it was super close in my house. It was probably like ten minutes walk, right? But then we had a problem with the roof. And in the winter time, it was pretty cold there, and we didn't have money to uh, to keep it that place warm, right? So my coach he found another place, but it was like from my house, it was like maybe 30, 35 minutes walk. Walk. Mm-hmm. You hear this? Walk. walk. Yeah. Okay. So that's and, like no uh, car, no bike. You on your feet yes, for for, for everybody who's listening. <laughs> yes, and the, in the winter time. You know, it gets pretty cold. And you guys, you are from Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago, yeah. So it would it's kind of the same, similar weather. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes you would get like two meters of snow, six feet of uh, snow, right? And it would, it would be pretty cold. And, and I had no problem walk to the gym and train. So it would take like 30, 35 minutes to get to the gym, train two, three hours, and then come back home. You know what I mean? So, and nobody told me to do so. My parents, like, probably most of the times they even didn't know where I was. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> but I, I think it's, it's a desire. It's something that you need to have, you know, in your heart, you know, and uh, you just do it, you know? So, you're in Denmark, 18 months. You, 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 you go through these obstacles to get to the gym. You, you, you train a couple times a week. At which point you migrate to U.S. and you get introduced to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, Thomas, if you let me tell you a story, it's a beautiful story. How I <laughs> please do. How I got into Jiu-Jitsu. Please how do. I expressed my interest in Jiu-Jitsu. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. So, we going back to Denmark. Okay. So I found this MMA gym. Amazing people. Shout shout out to them. I'm still talk to them on the amazing people. Amazing guys. It, the club was called MMA Vibor. And actually, um, I trained there with some Polish guys too. And he just hit me up like a few days ago. And he, he was like, man, I never couldn't imagine that you're going to be the uh, jiu-jitsu uh, uh, academy owner, you know? So, and I started training with them. And my wrestling background, you know, helped me a lot. And, you know, I started smoking those guys like in grappling so we would split the striking and uh striking part of the training and grappling right and i hated striking obviously 
but <laughs> but I really loved the grappling part of it. And when we grapple, I would smoke everyone, right? Because I had this grappling experience. Mm-hmm. I wrestle, right? So and these, I remember after maybe a few weeks, maybe months of training, these guys show up for practice, and I see he he he's cauliflower ears, right? I was like, man, I gotta <laughs> challenge him. I gotta fight him for sure. He's a wrestler or whatever. And I was like, hey, and he was super quiet, kind of like, you know, that vibe, kind of different vibe, you know? I was like, man, this guy is kind of strange, you know? But, and I challenged him to roll. And he beat me up so bad. You know, he handled me. On my way home, back home, I was crying in the bus, you know, because my <laughs> ego was hurt, you know? I was like, you know, I am wrestle. I, I'm wrestling is the best sport in the world. I am strong, blah, blah, this and that. And this guy just destroyed me. Right. So, but anyways, I talked to him later. I was like, man, what is, what are you doing? Where you got these cauliflower ears from? And he was like, I'm a poor balling Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I was like, what is that? I even did at this point, you know, I probably, I might heard something about, of course I've heard about Hoist Gracie, UFC, stuff like that. But I didn't know about jujitsu, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then, um, you know, I was like, man, this is crazy. The stuff that he was doing to me, that's not fair, you know, that should be illegal. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I came back home and um, remember on the on the Discover channel, um, they had these, I forgot how you call this TV show, two guys that travel around the world doing different martial arts. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. Keep going. So one of the guys, actually, he was a commentator, or he's still a commentator for the Bellator Championship. The ball guy, I forgot his name. So, and they travel around the world, and, and uh, they do. They were doing different uh, different martial arts. And I found the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. One of these episodes was about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I watched it, and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. So I want to do it. But unfortunately, it was very hard to find any places in Denmark just to go and train jujitsu. So I kept training with my MMA club. I was asking guy to train me, but you know, he was like, Oh, I don't have time. I, and which I understand no problem. Right. So, and that's how I got introduced to Brazilian jujitsu after my ass got whooped. You know, that's, that's was like my lesson, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing and, because uh, I'm laughing because I had the same story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, story. you know, I just come, I came back home and in Ukraine, we didn't have any jiu-jitsu or jiu-jitsu places. And uh, uh, I trained with some MMA. I, I kept training MMA and then pancreation. Probably, Thomas, you know what the pancreation is. It's very popular in uh, yep. Poland as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, before pancreation was under uh, Fila, right, which is called now, uh, what is they called? W something uh, different, different as... Have you ever heard of it? I don't Gary? know. I don't know. No, I haven't. So pancreation, pancreation was that, like, yes. yeah. yeah. So pancreation, it was like three different um, types of pancreation, grappling, striking, and uh, striking like combat sambo. And then uh, another one when you would wear the uniform. Okay. Yeah. That's another one. And it was very, po- it just became very popular in Ukraine. And uh, me and my group, uh, my uh, group of my friends, wrestlers, we got together and we started training a little bit. One of my friends, he was a pretty good kickboxer, and also with our wrestling background. And then, you know, uh, 
uh, we would watch some videos and then just practice, you know. And uh, so I started doing pancreation and um, I had few fights, a uh, few tournaments to go to, you know. And then I went to Thailand. You know, I really fell in love with kickboxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing, Muay Thai. I fell, uh, we went to Thailand, me and my wife. Uh, we went to honeymoon, but uh, I ended up training a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and then, um, yeah, and we kept training, you know, and, uh, I kept training and then, uh, I went, uh, so my plan was like, I told you, like, I want to open the gym, um, just pancreation, pancreation gym or whatever. We would keep training MMA, you know, I, uh, we had a decent, we have a good group of people with a wrestling background. So we want to fight MMA, but, uh, due to some circumstances we couldn't open the gym you know and then i had to leave i went to norway i stayed in norway a little bit for three months it didn't work out i came back home and then uh, after i came back home from norway i told to my wife i want to go i want i always want to live in u.s i always want to live in u.s and uh so i got the opportunity to uh uh, for this scholarship, what we call, right? Because of my degree. And uh, I was like, yes. But when they offered me, like, they offered me this spot, the first thing what I did, I went on Google and tried to trying to make sure I can try to just do that, you know? <laughs> so, and then uh, it was like, it still was like 30, 40 minutes away, but I was like, that's fine. I can, I can make it, you know? So I, and then when I moved to US in 2013, I was a student. And then they offered me the working visa. I couldn't start training right away because I didn't have any money. I couldn't buy any car. And, you know, unfortunately here it was uh, the uh, U.S. has a big uh, transportation problem. In Europe, it's easy. The buses are everywhere, you know. And, uh, but here in the U.S., it's, there is no bus, right? Like if and you live in the countryside, the yeah, it's pretty, in Europe, it's everywhere. Train, bus, you know. And uh, so I didn't have the money. Because my wife and uh, my little daughter, they stay in Ukraine. You know, I didn't have the money to buy the car right away. But after, like, I think almost eight months, I think, finally I got some funds. I bought the, I bought the car. I, the first thing what I did, I went to the gym and I signed up for the, for the jiu-jitsu. And how was your first class then? You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, since I have, I didn't train for like for a while, right? So I was a kind of nervous, you know. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, I always, I, I was trying to make earlier, much earlier, you know, if I have an appointment or I need to go to a class. Uh, so I came like probably twenty twenty minutes before the class, and I was sitting in the parking lot. I was pretty nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I still remember these. I was like, I don't know what kind of guys they are, you know, and how they're going to react. And this guy from Ukraine, you know, with uh, this very heavy accent. But it was in North Carolina, by the way. So uh, Ukrainian and North Carolina accent, they're very similar. So I didn't, have any, <laughs> I, I didn't have any problem with that, you know. But the people were amazing, you know. And uh, my first school, they were excellent. They're very good people, you know. And uh, I think after the first class, they like rather way we went to get some food, you know, and um, yeah, they were very excited to have me. And then studying then, I was in the gym pretty much every day. 
Well, nice. good, good for you. I got to tell you, before we move on with this conversation, it, it, just everything that you've shared so far is mind-blowing in my, my, my opinion. So like traveling through, I don't know, six, seven countries that I wrote down, and then there might be more that you didn't mention, you know, traveling around the world with this vision and dream of one day having the academy, you know, it, it is quite mind-blowing. So the fact that you did open your own academy last week you know, my head goes off to you. Congratulations. I, I mean, I, I see a lot of, I feel a lot of, you know, similar experiences, you know, um, from, from my side, just much earlier in my life. So I, I completely share a lot of that um, passion and a lot of that traveling and so on. So that's, uh, you know, good for you. Good for you. Oh, thank you. I hey, appreciate it. Take me back to the first day. I'm, I'm going to go back. I like going back for, uh-huh. for a moment. Take me back to the first day when you were... You are way back in that gym, and and the guy with cauliflower works in, and, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I, oh, I'm gonna put a whooping on. Walk me through what's in your mind when you are actually rolling with him. What what what, what, what are you thinking about? What, what what's what's in your mind? You 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 getting you getting the, the the floor is getting mopped with you. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening in your head? Yeah. So when I roll with that guy uh, in Denmark, when I got, like I said, like the first guy, the first jiu-jitsu guy I ever rolled with, right? So it was like, it was more than 10 years, 12 years ago, I think. But I still, I remember I got super frustrated because I couldn't resist this technique. He, he wasn't much bigger than me, but he was using his techniques, you know? And then he was super proficient with his techniques and moves, you know, that I couldn't do. Like I said, like, I thought that I'm physically very strong. And I, if somebody start beating me technically, like, I still can use my strength. Yeah. Nope. Nope. You know, <laughs> didn't work out, you know? And uh, so, like I said, I, I'm, I'm that serious, you know, on my way home, I still remember these flashbacks, you know, PTSD. I still have it, you know? <laughs> I'm sitting in the bus. I remember it was a rainy, rainy night, you know, I'm sitting there in the bus and I was like, I had the eyes, uh, I had tears on my eyes, you know, I was like, how that possible, you know, how he could do that to me, you know? But after that, next day, I was like, I need to learn this because I want to do exactly the same to the other people, you know? <laughs> so, and that's why, like, that's, that's how I fell in love in jujitsu. And, you know, trying different martial arts or combat systems, per se, right? I, I truly believe, like, because people will be like, oh, you, because you are jiu-jitsu black belt. No, you know, not because I'm jiu-jitsu black belt. I started doing, I practiced Muay Thai, wrestling, boxing, right before I started doing jiu-jitsu. But jiu-jitsu, in my opinion, is the most practical martial art, right? Because you have a chance to experience uh, live training every single class, you know, and that's very important. And that's how you learn. And that's how you get better. You know, that's my the whole perspective about jujitsu It's a very practical martial art It's the most practical martial art. If you, or combat system, if you will, yeah. um, you know, because I, I'm, I'm not sure if you can call wrestling, for example, a martial art, it's not, it's more like a sport, right? 
uh, or the combat combat sport. Perhaps yeah, like we've we, we've had many individuals on this show, and 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 some even you know made statements as judo might not be seen as a martial art. It might be more considered as a sport than a martial art, right? So like it, it's all it's all about perspective. But I, I know you, you what you mean. These are styles of fighting and defending yourself, right? This physical yes. exchange and, and with different components surrounded by certain rules, right? Because rules Correct. have a lot to do with this too, right? Yes. So for me, pretty much the martial arts are like if it has a, if, if they have the Japanese background and you need to wear the belt, remember like, for example, now they make uh, like even in Muay Thai, some Muay Thai system, they have the belt, uh, Muay Thai gyms, they have a belt system, right? Mm -hmm. But originally Muay Thai never had belts, right? Mm -hmm. But Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, they always had the belts. It was a part of the original art, right? Because uh, Judo was designed for the samurais, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think, so it's, it's really important to study the history of the art or the sport. Mm -hmm. So that's why the martial arts for me, Kung Fu is a martial art too, for mm -hmm. me, you know? All the other, uh, like Krav Maga, Sambo, it's more combat systems, right? Because Sambo, for example, if you go back to some, uh, if you talk about Sambo, Sambo based on different martial arts, Judo, boxing kickboxing so it's a system right mm -hmm. when you take the piece of each art or each sport if you will and then you put it together so it's more of this in the system in my opinion in my perspective you know yeah so and jujitsu originally people were training the geese with the belts on but of course you know during the training and uh like when the time passed you know and they added more belts, which just make more sense, you know, especially for the kids and stuff like that, you know. But that's my perspective. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, a lot of people, even you find yourself, now, right now you, you are an instructor and you, you have your students and so on, and people are trying this jujitsu art system, you know, self-defense and so on. And many of them do give up. Many of them, um, you know, stop training for a variety of reasons. But one of one of the big ones is that this is complex and it requires a lot of dedication. And, you know, in today's world, you know, that's not something that people necessarily look for. So I want to kind of bridge this back to that very first experience that you had with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, you, you, you have high, high confidence in what you know at that point of time. And you experience this the, 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 this 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 engagement with with that purple belt, who you know, as you describe, he he just you know demolishes you. He he makes it very difficult technically. He doesn't unstring you, but very technically, he makes it challenging for you. Many students would give up at that point. They would simply say, "You know what? This is freaking nonsense. I'm not doing this. This, this is crazy." And for you, this went the opposite direction. It, it you know you 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 fell in love with jujitsu, even though. You didn't train jujitsu until what three or four years later. You continued, you know. This is still in your mind. What what was so appealing about this? Why why you didn't quit versus you actually went the opposite direction? That passion grew even stronger. So, 
Thomas and Gary, you know, remember I am a Ukrainian, right? So we <laughs> we don't give we don't give up. Gary doesn't right? Gary doesn't believe me when I say that Polacks are stubborn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so. See, you don't listen to me when I tell you that I dated a girl, a Polish girl who was the first one born in her family here. I know, I've experienced it. <laughs> you know, and Ukraine even more oh, east. You know, so yeah. uh, <laughs> it's more the further east yeah, you yeah, go, the worse yeah, it gets. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, probably with the current situation in Ukraine, you can see that we don't give up. You know, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the one of the. So speaking of my own perspective, and then we're going to talk about the other people, right? Who's yeah. trying to just, yeah. I knew what I want. You know what I mean? I knew what I want. I knew jujitsu is the best, uh, is the best for me. That's what I want. I want to learn this system. Uh, I want to learn this art. I want to learn this sport and I will, and I want to whoop everybody's ass using, uh, using jujitsu. You know what I mean? That was my goal. You know, that was my desire. I want to learn this. And, you know, I got obsessed with it. You know, I, I just got, like I said, I come back to Ukraine, you know, and I didn't have anybody to teach me grappling. You know, when I used to live in Denmark, we had a few guys with a MMA background, you know, and they traveled to U.S. and train in U.S. Uh, I think one of our instructors, he used to train with Randy Couture, you know, here in U.S., and, uh, you know, and, uh, so they, they have the experience in, in jujitsu or grappling, you know, whatever you said. So at least they could show me what the on bar is, what the rear naked choke is and stuff like that. Right. But when I came back home, I didn't have anybody to train me, but I want to learn. And, you know, and, uh, I was like, when I came back home and back in 2010, 2011, not that much information exists, right? We didn't have as much as we do now. You know, all those sources, BJJ Fanatics, Jiu-Jitsu oh, yeah. X, all the kind of stuff. Even on YouTube, you go on YouTube and you can find 10,000 different videos how to do the armbar from the closed guard. Mm -hmm. Back then, it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, so um, I, I, I started watching a lot of videos. I've watched every Jiu-Jitsu videos on YouTube. I, I'm swear, guys. Everything what they had about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I watched everything, you know? And I came across this match. I came across this video. I believe it was ADCC 2007. Uh, absolute final, Robert Drysdale against Marcelo Garcia. Oh, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> yeah and Robert Drysdale uh, darts him, right? Yeah. yeah. So after he darts him, and I was like, man, that's a beautiful choke. So what happened was I came back to the gym. I, I, uh, like I said, we, get, uh, we have this group of friends, group of people training. And I was like, guys, I learned this, I learned this new move. Let me try it. And then I started drilling. Just this exactly the same what Robert Dreisel did on Marcelo Garcia, right? And I started drilling, drilling, drilling. And guess what? What? 12 years later, uh, we just released my first, uh, instructional on PGA <laughs> Fanatics called Darsh Yokes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's amazing, right? That's how I start learning. And then I, I, you know, I keep improving, 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 getting better. And then eventually I got super proficient. And when I, eventually when I start training jujitsu and competing in jujitsu, I started using the darts in every single match, you know, and I learned nobody taught me this. I just watched the video and practice. So that's how bad I want it. You know what I mean? But if it come back, 
to the regular people, regular people, right? Who just have no background, but they want to do jujitsu or they want to do something in the life. They want to change their life and they, they came across the jujitsu play. Uh, they came across on the internet. Uh, they found the jujitsu plays. They'd be like, let me, let me try it. So most of the times we can divide, we can put those people in, in different groups, right? There are the guys who wants to fight. And, and we call them fighters, right? So most of the times they would join the jiu-jitsu gym. Maybe they have a little bit of background. Maybe they wrestle. When we talk about U.S., maybe they wrestle a little bit in high school, you know. Or they have some background. They used to do judo back in the days or karate or whatever, you know. And, uh, and they want to fight. They want to fight MMA, you know. So, and they'd be like, okay, the first place what they go to is going to be jiu-jitsu place. Okay, so I have a lot of students like that who want to fight MMA and they would join jujitsu class, right? Then we have people who have no idea what jujitsu is, but they want to be, they want to get tougher. Maybe they want to lose some weight, you know, and they want, want, uh, they don't want to go to the CrossFit gym, all right? They want to do some, they want to put it in action, okay? And for them, jujitsu is a part of the, exercise right which is i don't like when somebody says that right jiu-jitsu is not an exercise you know i hate when uh, guys don't say exercise okay please so um and um you know and then the third group is gonna be it would be the people who want to join the community you know they want that interaction with the other people you know they want to meet new people and jiu-jitsu is a great jiu-jitsu gyms are a great platform where you meet people from different areas, right? You can, man, I met people like doctors, lawyers, police officers, you know, military. I'm living in the military town, a lot of militaries, you know, and uh, all of them training on the same mats, you know, and sharing, sharing, uh, sharing mats and uh, training with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the three main groups. And most of the times, like MMA, the people who want to fight, maybe when they try jujitsu and they've been doing jujitsu for a while, they see that they can do just jujitsu. They don't need necessarily do MMA fights, right? So they fell in love and they want to get better. I have a few guys like that right now. You know, they are like 26, 27 years old. They want to compete. They're ready to invest the money in that. You know, they want to compete in IBJF tournaments and stuff like that, right? So they start training a lot. You know, and then second group, most of the times, those guys, they practice two, three times in a week. Okay. And then the same pretty much with this third group. Those guys, they two, three times in a week, they're trying to hit the open mat once in a while, you know, just having fun. They're enjoying process. They're enjoying jujitsu. They don't worry. I think the third group, um, uh, those guys, then they don't care about, ranking uh, you know they don't care about the stripes they just want to have fun and trust in the process mm-hmm. unfortunately most of the times the second group of of people they really want to get the stripe they want to get the ball and they asking probably on the third cl- on the second class they're already asking about the stripe and stuff like that right and that's okay because they don't have they didn't have any background they don't know what jiu-jitsu is right and they have they need to experience, they're not a part of the community yet, 
right? Do you, 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 you follow me, right? Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Because yep. jujitsu is all about the community. It's all about the why, you know? That's why we say academy. I like the term academy when we say academy. It's not the gym, right? Gym, that's the place where you go and lift. Academy is like it has their own structure, mm-hmm. um, it has their own rules, mm-hmm. or like uh, maybe rules. Yeah, we can call it rules, right? Because you still need to follow the rules. You need to follow the system per se, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of a lot of times, those people unfortunately they're not familiar with it, with these, and you need to explain to them, right? That you need to integrate them into the system. Yep. Yeah, makes sense so far, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, and, uh, and most likely these people from the second group, that's people who usually quit jujitsu because they might, some of them might get hurt, family issues, or they, or they feel like they know that part of this community. Unfortunately, it happens too. And that's why they they would just disappear. And uh, I have few students like that. You know, they would disappear. They would never tell you the reason why they quit. You know, even if you're trying to be like reaching out to them and ask, because if be honest with you, for me it's important. You know, as an instructor, as a professor, to know why my student quit. You know, and sometimes, unfortunately, they even wouldn't tell you why. Sometimes they say life, okay, and. You know, that's very universal answer, but what is really behind that? Unfortunately, we don't know. Would you do you experience the same, uh, Thomas? Yeah, I, th- I think that's, you know, pretty common or lacrosse, you know, across jujitsu, no matter where you're training around the world, you know. And, and I do think that, you know, uh, it, often the sharing the reason is hard for the student, too. You know, it's, it's embar- it can be embarrassing. It right? could be it could be embarrassing yes. at some points. I, I do yes. I do think what what you're saying right now is it's it's really really important. Is that that sometimes most of the time I think that decision quote unquote to quit is made by far deeper than just life. Absolutely, there, there, there is more to this because I I and Gary and I we've talked about it so many times on this on this show. It, it, it's if it's important to you, you will find time. If it's imp- if it's important to you, you will drive an hour. If it's important to you, you will prioritize things in a way where you can make it work, right? And I never say that jujitsu should be the most important part of your life. It shouldn't. <laughs> there are other things that are more important, but but just don't say that it's important to you and you don't have time for it because that that is not true. That statement is not true, right? It's, That's it, right. If yeah. it's very impo- rare. If it's important. You you will make time, and if it's not important, well, that's fine too. It's just don't lie to yourself. I, you know, I, I at least that's my perspective. <laughs> what do you what do you think about it? You no, know, no, I I completely agree. But you know, it's also uh, also it depends on the instructor, on a professor, coach, whatever. Right? Yeah. We need to create this vibe where everyone gonna be feeling important, right? Correct. And if you honest is you like. Just recently, I have a student on my, so he just started training like a few months ago and, uh, you know, uh, and then ha- he got deployed, right? And I even didn't know because he'd been with us only for a few months, maybe one month, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have with him like super close relationship, you know, mm-hmm. uh, compared to the guys who've been training with me for a few years. So, right. and uh, so he gone, right? And uh, I got busy. I didn't have a 
time to check on him, you know. And then he texted me, he texted me on, on Instagram and he was like, hey, professor, I got deployed and I'm trying to find the gym here. Uh, I'm trying to find the jujitsu gym here to keep training, you know. And, uh, but I really appreciate your time. And when I'm coming back home, I just want to keep training with you, right? So that means within this short amount of time, within one month, yep. I make him feel like he is important for me and Absolutely. he is important for a team, yep. you know? And that, that's, I think that's, that's very important. Like I said, jujitsu is all about the community, right? Yep. Be, besides teaching on bar shokes and stuff like that, right? you need to give this um, energy to people like where they be like, okay, this is the place where I want to be. At. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm sucking jujitsu at this point, right? My yeah. arm bars are not the best in the world, but I see this community. I see these guys. I see this beauty, beautiful Ukrainian guy teaching jujitsu, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, so, <laughs> so I want to stay here and I want to keep training. So I think this is important. This why vibe is very important in jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. you know and you know i was listening to podcast with robert dreisel i can't remember i I'm, I'm a fan of robert dreisel you know i read his book close guard you know and everything mm -hmm. and i like i said i learned dark shock from him so and i listened to and he's a good he's like he has a degree in history right and mm -hmm. he's a good speaker he's very mm -hmm. intelligent person so he was talking about these people start uh like people start saying that we shouldn't call Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? And I think eventually it's going to happen. Like, it's going to be just the term jiu-jitsu, you know? Mm -hmm. But anyways, he was like, there is a reason why we call this Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Because Brazilian, it adds that special atmosphere that white. When you're chilling, shakas, you know, mm -hmm. always late to a class. I'm never late to a class, but my Brazilian professor always late to a class, you know. Um, I'm <laughs> not going to mention any names, Diego Bispo. But anyways... <laughs> Um, you know, but it's that what gives the you know this vibe, and you feel like you know, and you know, guys, because you mm -hmm. you're doing it right, mm -hmm. and I think that's the beauty about jujitsu. That's why jujitsu is is booming right now, you know, because it's something that you know you can't experience any other gyms, you know, and actually jujitsu uh, academies, right? Jujitsu gyms even if I don't like to say a gym, but anyways, it's open for everyone, right? It doesn't matter what age you are, how old you are, what gender you are and stuff like that. You can still come and train, you know? And I think it's, it is important. And that's why people like, uh, that's why people like jujitsu, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know who we had on the show, but um, they said, I, I think it was Dracolino, but he said, we, I mean, literally we put our lives in the hands of our partner. Right. It, it we, literally not in a figured way. Literally, we we entrust our life to what our partner is doing to us. And that creates this very unique chemistry. In addition to this, there's a lot of uh, bonding that takes place all within the class, all within the group. There is a lot of this exchanging and I, honestly, I, I probably can count you know, handful of people that I know that I would consider friends who are not in jiu-jitsu. Like all people I Same know, they are, in, yeah. they are in jiu-jitsu. Like it's it just, and even if I do meet people who are outside of jiu-jitsu, it, it sometimes it's even hard to create that connection because is I feel like we don't have that much in common. And it's not that I'm, I'm not trying to be ignorant about this. It's just, it's that jiu-jitsu creates such a different dynamic 
between people. And I, I think that is what you are talking about, having that chemistry within within the class, within the academy. It's well, so important. We talked about this the other day, you and I just sitting on the mat. <clears throat> Do you think that um, those the traditions of jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the belts, the gi, the bowing in, the hierarchy, with this chemistry and this this um, casual atmosphere that's growing in it, do you think all those traditions are going to, are going to fade away? Uh, good question, Gary, you know, and, uh, I'm going to be careful with what I'm saying here because I don't want people to go off to me after what I say. <laughs> you already <laughs> said that you're beautiful. So yeah. people are already, yeah, and you already insulted beautiful, Diego. That's okay. That's, that's okay. I, I, that's okay. You know, I can't handle that. You know, because it's, it's true. If uh-huh. it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, that's your problem guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, definitely watch uh, this on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, you know, like, oh, speaking of traditions and everything, you know, I think it's also, it, it a lot, dep- so since I'm not from U.S., right, and I've been living to different co- countries and stuff like that, right, it also depends, uh, it depends on the mentality and the cultural things, right? Here in U.S., you have people from all over the world, and U.S. itself is the country of free people. Right. So a lot of people, don't, they don't like when somebody tell them what to do. It kind of makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when you bowing, I don't know if you do that at your school, uh, when, but, you know, like uh, all uh, like traditional jujitsu schools, like you have to bow into the mm-hmm. Helio Gracie uh, and um, your senseis or your professor's pictures and stuff like that. Some people, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. I have few guys who are. They were. Uh, they went to train somewhere else, or they came from different academies, and they would say that they 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 told me that they didn't like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I need. I think jujitsu is going to change a lot, and it's already changing because jujitsu becoming more professional sport, and people start making money before before. Uh, uh, black belts, they they were making money by owning the school. Mm-hmm. Now they're making the money actually competing. You know, like even IBJF start paying. You know, uh, they just pay. Like I, I think I saw pictures from worlds from the Mundials and Felipe Andrew. Uh, he ranked number one, and he got paid like fifteen thousand dollars. Right, mm-hmm. that's IBJF, and we're not talking about other professional mm-hmm. events that we have, and people start making money. Right. So, and, uh, and, uh, USA is the number one, is the Mecca of Jiu-Jitsu right now. You know, the best guys are training here pretty much, you know, and, uh, here people do whatever they want to do. There is no, uh, tradition. Uh, there are no traditions, old school traditions anymore. Right. Of course, if you want to keep something at your school, you're more than welcome to do, right? Nobody's going to tell you. You do whatever you think is the best for your school. Um, what is your opinion on this, right? If, we, uh, if you would ask me, so I have certain requirements or certain rules or BJJ etiquette, right? Mm-hmm. So when you step on the mats, you bow in, you leave the mats, bow out. Uh, we line up before class, you know, um, uh, we do put people according to the rank when I line them up, like the front, uh, the, the higher rank on, on, in the, in the beginning of the line, 
uh, we finish the class in the same way. Uh, you know, I don't like when people swear on the mats, you know, uh, because I have teenagers training with the adults and, you know, it's, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if jujitsu mats are good for that, you know? So, uh, I hate when people late to a class and they step on the mats without the permission. That's my, like, main issue. <laughs> like, I would tell everyone that you need to ask my permission to step on the mat, you know? If you're late, if you have a meeting, a, a doctor's appointment, and you're late, or even you are not late, you, before you go enter the doctor's office, you need to knock first, right? So that's the cultural thing. That's etiquette, you know, and uh, same with jiu-jitsu. Like, if you're late to your class, you already, I started run, uh, running the class, Please ask me the permission. Don't enter the mat without my permission. You know. Besides that, we don't have anything else. But I do. Cha- I do believe that um, jujitsu traditions, jujitsu etiquette, will change a lot in the next few years. The more uh, the more ju- jujitsu is going to grow here in the U.S., the more different rules uh, will disappear. Okay, or like the academy owners that will create the new ones, you know. So, but I think it's it really depends on the owner. It really depends on the owner. Do it's you, your business. You do whatever whatever you think you need to do. Yeah, and that's the that's the you know that's the price we pay for freedoms in this country, particularly right. We we, we can do what we want. You know, Absolutely, we, we lose some of those traditions at the same time. And I'm a huge fan of everything you do. I mean, we, we line up we, in, in the belt order. We bow in, bow out. Like the respect to the mat, to instructors, all that is important. Some of those traditions that I that I started 20 plus years ago have faded away. But a lot of them, you know, we kept in my academy because I think they're important as part of even, even from a historical aspect, you know, for, for, for the right. new students to gain that 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 feeling of being part of this art right and i feel i could be wrong here because i can't tell future but i feel more of those traditions fade away then jiu-jitsu becomes more of a gym more of a sport versus here in u.s right right yeah because they in brazil they don't they don't say gym they say academic right exactly and they say they say professor right? right they don't say they even don't have the tour no they they have the term trainador right but they don't use this for the judges i believe right they say even if you're a poor ball or you brown ball they still say professor because it's mean teacher yeah you know and that's why like but you see here in u.s like it, yeah once again like a lot of like I know few of my uh, uh american uh friends they are black belts and they don't like be called professor mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we've had guys come that, through here for seminars that are like don't just call me jim just yes, call me bill they hate that you know and they hate that you know and they they you call them like uh uh adults they call them by the name and the little, little kids they call by the coach right. you know coach whatever yeah so i like i don't know i call my professor professor you yeah. know everybody call me professor because i'm teaching if somebody call me coach i have no problem with it with this you know yeah um but i would definitely never let the kids call me by the name and some sometimes like the new kids or like some of the kids get too excited you know and uh they call they say alex they're doing ten thousand push-ups rather like you know, <laughs> we don't play those games you know but you know but i i think you don't be like 
oh, don't call me coach because, no, you call me whatever you want to, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to tell you that it's wrong or right, but supposedly I'm professor, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, yeah. So, and, uh, well, yeah, and, but I have a problem and, with and that. To you be, know? And to be honest with you, a lot of that boils down to the culture within the academy. I mean, it, it, it like... I, I don't think there was even one instance where I told somebody to call me a professor and, 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 and yet most of the students do. So it's, it's, it's the culture that is developed is, is the, you know, how you present things is how you right. present yourself. You know, what right. the standards do you keep yourself, you know, against, you know, others. And like, I think it, it's not difficult to figure out these dynamics within the Academy and, and do what's right, you know, and it, you know, I think I think that's what that's what that's what you talked about that culture that exactly, that that, exactly. that community that this is this yeah. is it right there. And I was about to say uh, I was about to go back to these and and say that right. So you need to make sure. So these new guys, like we were talking about, the second group of people who have mm-hmm. no idea. Most of the times they have no idea what jujitsu academy is or who jujitsu coach is, instructor, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of important to explain them and. And my academy now, what I do, I'm printing, I'm printing out like a piece of paper. It says BJJ etiquette at Bravo Academy, right? So when they sign up, I'll give them, give them this paper so they can read like, because I have a huge problem with the, uh, no, uh, with the no shoes of the mat, you know, mm-hmm. when people step, you know, that's like, uh, you know, I have a big problem is that. So I want to make sure because I'm going to, like sometimes I can get mad and I want to get mad, you know? So, but have like, that's why you need to tell people from the beginning mm-hmm. what they need to expect. Absolutely. You know what I mean? At your place. So you can, you couldn't avoid all those problems if you tell them from the beginning what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like what to do. I mean, in a polite way, what to do, right? Like just simply don't go to the bathroom without shoes on. Mm-hmm. Don't step off the mats without shoes on, right? Don't step on the mats with the shoes on, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, please don't do this, do that. You know, just tell them from the beginning. Or sometimes if you have an issue, you know, I have no problem, especially with the kids. I'm just like, I'll, 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 I'll tell them, I'll de- deliver this message to them, you know, and, you know, I have the several group chats where I, if we have some problems, I would be like, guys, please, that's what we're doing, you know, or like, that's what we are not doing. You know, always conversation is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, if you deliver this message to your students, they feel more comfortable. You need to constantly delivering the messages that you want to deliver. Don't carry on. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah. don't try to keep that because then it starts to really frustrate you, right? Then eventually you're gonna explode. You know, you'd be like, "Man, I, you know, well, what's going on here?" You know. Not only that, but other students see them doing that, and they might exactly. actually start doing that. And then from one person, you can have ten people doing the same thing. Exactly. And and to be honest, it's not their fault because they didn't know. Exactly. Like, like that—that's that's part of the job of being an instructor or staff in the academy or a business yeah. owner, or whatever. You have to set the expectations to the correct level. Yeah, and you know that's why, like, I talk to my senior belts. You know, the guys who've been training with me for five years now. You know, I, they know exactly what 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 we need because we have a system, right? Mm-hmm. We have this system, and they know exactly what we need to do. And sometimes I don't have to go and tell every mm-hmm. uh, new person what yep. to do, right? So sometimes the senior belts, they, they deliver this message for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They deliver this message to newcomers, beginner, beginners, you know, whatever you call them, new students. 
And, uh, you know, and it's very important because when they deliver that message, they shake their hand, they introduce them themselves, you know, and then people be like, oh, this guy is kind of cool because he told me what to do and what not to do, you know? Yeah. So, and, but you, like I said, like, it's all, it, it's a system, you know, and you got to build this system. It's like, if, if you have a system, it's much easier to run your business, to run your academ- academy, right? It's, it, just create a system, it's going to work for you. You know what I mean? Even if you're not there, it's going to work for you. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I believe me. I, you know, we've had, how long we've been open? Eight years, seven, seven, eight years, you know, here. So I, I, I share a lot of the things that you are doing right now. We've done them just handful years behind us. So I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. Um, I do have an important question. It's just kind of, yes. I made a note of it and I didn't want to interrupt because this is really important, um, you know, in the middle of the conversation. Oh, we so <laughs> we have established that Ukrainians are more stubborn than Polacks, but I'm wondering which one is better looking because oh, I find myself good looking too. So, uh, Thomas, there is a, you know, look at me and look at yeah. <laughs> no, Gary, let me ask, let me ask. Gary, what do you think? Well, Gary, well, that's obvious what he's going to say. Yeah. Well, Gary, we're going to roll tonight. <laughs> what, what, uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm going with the Ukrainians. And I am not. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Gary, when in the beginning of the podcast, when I saw you, I knew we we're going to be friends. Yes. You know, as soon as, as, soon as I, easy saw, to I was tell, like, right? Man, this guy is going to be my friend. I'm easy going. <laughs> I'm one of those casual, easygoing Americans we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this, this <laughs> show is going down. Uh, uh, you asked right. the question, so yeah, nobody to blame Alex, yourself. It was great to have you for the first and the last time on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't but, hate, don't hate. Uh, that's true. Just that's, maybe work work on your facial. I you know. know right? I well, that's why I'm letting it grow so it covers exactly, it. Exactly. <laughs> but listen, listen, Alex, we've been at this for a while, for an hour. Been talking for an hour. Be- before we finish the show, one of the things that we do at the end of every episode is. Whoever was sitting in your seat um, uh, asked a question without knowing that you are going to be answering that question. Mm-hmm. So Gary's going to take a lead on this, and uh, this, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, this is from uh, Luca Atala, who wants to know, how do you plan to impact as many people as possible with your jiu-jitsu? Very fitting, considering your academy. Yeah. So, you know, when I was a pro bell, I started – posting videos on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And since that, I gained my, I have almost 70,000 followers on my Instagram, you know, and I'm right now I'm super busy. So I, 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 I haven't been posting a lot, you know, uh, but I feel like from the beginning, I even didn't, I just was doing it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have any purpose behind it and just like I was doing it. And then um, when I started working at UFC gym, manager told me like, do the technique of the week or something like that. It's pretty cool. And I started doing it and I didn't believe in, in this. I didn't believe it's going to blow out one day. Okay. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Right. And it has like two, 300 views, you know, and I was like one, one of my videos, it was like, uh, uh 500 views. And I was like, Oh my God, half of uh, half of a thousand people watch my videos. Right. <laughs> And then uh, I remember one day <laughs> I posted a video and remember a Kasai grappling yeah, promotion? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. They reposted my video. Man, 
I was the happiest guy in the world. I was like, <laughs> man, I'm famous now, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, so, and then instead of doing once in a week, I started doing twice in a week, three times in a week. And then like those big, um, uh, uh, accounts, inter- uh, jujitsu accounts on Instagram, they start reposting my stuff and people start texting me and they'd be like, Oh, I like your videos. You know, thank you. Keep like, keep doing it, you know? And, and then I was like, man, I can connect with the rest of the world through the social media without even knowing that person, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I start talking to these people, like they would watch my videos, they would text me or they comment or whatever the case might be. And then I start to interact with these people, you know? Like I have messages like from South Africa, the guy texted me from South Africa yesterday and he was talking that he might visit my academy one day. Isn't it beautiful? You know, that's, and then, you know, it, it, it really motivates me because it, of course, people talk a lot of crap on the internet and that's fine. Sometimes it kind of upsets me, but, you know, I'd be like, all right, people, you can read on the internet, you know, that's fine. You know, but most of the, and especially like, you know, when the, when the war started in Ukraine three months ago, right? And uh, people like, they were messaging me, like, they'd be like, professor, we are with you, we support you, you know, and that kind of helped me to stay strong and see that the rest of the world really support Ukraine, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's kind of, that's how you get connected, united through the jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? And that's why I remember, like, I didn't do any posts on my Instagram when the war started. I couldn't do it. I didn't have energy nor desire, you know, to do anything like that. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing it because that's how I can deliver. That's how I can make somebody happier, you know? They're going to watch my video and they subscribe for me. They follow me for some reason, you know? I'm just going to keep doing it, you know? And I, I kept doing it, you know? And now I post my students' techniques and stuff like that. And I think it's... It's beautiful. That's how you share your knowledge. That's how you get connected to the rest of the world. That's how you get united through the jujitsu. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it's that a, gr- a good answer? Is that the right answer for that question? I think it's think? a great answer. I think it's one of the you know it's a tool, and like any tool, you could misuse it. But when you're using it for the right reasons, um, it it can be really fantastic. Absolutely, I agree, uh, Gary. You know, I'm, I'm. Yes, you gotta use the tools. You know, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the social media gives you these tools. You gotta, you gotta use them. You know. Do you have a lot of haters? Um. Only Thomas, because you're so good looking. Yes, <laughs> they'd be like, I, I'll be receiving these uh, uh, DMs. It'd be like, man, I'm so ugly, and you're so beautiful. I'd be like, I can't help you. I cannot make your jujitsu more beautiful, but nothing with your face, you know. <laughs> but. Uh, not 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 because I'm not controversial. Of course, I would post some uh, techniques and people start talking crap, you know, <laughs> like that it wouldn't work and stuff like that. That's fine, you know. Uh, I got um oh uh, like I posted like few months ago. I posted like three or four months ago. I posted video uh, how to tie your belt. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, and the few guys that were telling me this wrong and. One one kid from Brazil, um, he was telling that I'm 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 black belt, blah blah, and you're doing wrong. You don't respect. Okay, I, we were arguing uh, like some other black belt jumping, and you know I just it's a waste of time. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. you're not gonna win on the internet and then um once again like i don't like to talk about this but anyways you know we it is this is the reality i had few uh, when the war started i had few people texting me like from you know uh, from a uh, different country telling me that i'm doing wrong or like blah blah this and that you know and uh, i was trying to deliver the message to them but no it's it's too bad you know and uh bernardo when i went to film uh i'm about to don thomas thomas i told you i like to talk so that's <laughs> oh no <laughs> you there's know, always room to I, talk about bernardo always yeah when i went to first of all bernardo is the one of the most genius human beings in the world that's one of the you know i went so we scheduled my uh filming like two or three months before right and guess what we scheduled to the uh oh it's not a now this hasn't happened in a bit can you hear us that's still going oh hold on a second say something alex I hear you guys. Yes, hear we're, you. Back. we're back. Beautiful. Yeah. Did, did you notice? Did you notice that the moment you start talking, how beautiful you are, the thing went no, down? No. I, I just, I just want to say that 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 it just. I'm gonna have to leave that in. The, but he's been talking things about happen for a reason. Okay. He's been talking about how beautiful he is since before we started well, recording. <laughs> probably you, Thomas. You you did that, you know, because you were like, man, we had enough. We have enough of this guy, you know, calling himself beautiful and calling me ugly. You know, Click. And, uh, uh, cut it off. Yeah, I, we, I, we need to end meeting. End I, I love how now. everything turns against me today. <laughs> I can't win. I, I can't. Alex, you're right. We are friends. We are friends. <laughs> yeah, you, Gary, I knew it. I told you. I knew, I knew it. <laughs> yes, we have a common enemy. Anyhow, you were talking about Bernardo. Um, so yeah. Um, so like I said, uh, my filming was scheduled for February 24th, and uh, war started 24th. Tw- uh, sorry, uh, my filming was scheduled for 26th. And the war started on 24th and I didn't sleep. I, I couldn't sleep. I didn't eat, you know, but I was like, anyways, I'm going to Boston to do my stuff. Right. Yeah. And when I got there, Bernardo, I asked Bernardo, if you can take a picture with me and uh, Ukrainian flag and, yep. and probably you might saw that post. Oh, I right? remember. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So after that, like a lot of people reaching out to me and 99% it was a positive messages, but few of them, it were they weren't, you know, and but I don't know if you call this haters. It's more like I think it's not towards me; it's towards the situation, you know. Yeah, it's like and you know, there's a lot of trolls out. There. Listen, it, it, yeah, it. I learned over time. No matter what you do, people will be upset with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't please everybody. You can't. There's no way. No. Like, and I, you'll never win I've an had, argument I, no. online. You'll well, never and that's win the thing. Argument. You, it, I think the, the the downfall of the internet is that people you can't talk to people who are unwilling to listen, and and exactly. and, and a lot of them are not. They just have their objective, whatever their objective is. So it happens that it's often very negative, negative driven, and. Like, listen, it's similar to, to, to what you're saying. I've had people tell me that, I don't know, jujitsu and I should quit. I mean, it's like, it's just, it is what it is. You know? it, it, yeah, it, we can't listen to people all the time, you know, and no, just, no. we got to do what we got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. 100, I still, no, never mind. We got we to, we, we got to, I'm getting, I'm getting worked up. I'm getting after. worked up about stupid uh-huh. people now, so. <laughs> is it that one comment that where you invited the guy to the academy? Yeah. <laughs> 
And not, I, not a challenge. Just I, I, come you know, on by I'm and we'll, we'll Alex, talk. Alex, I'm not as famous as you are, okay? But, you know, it, it, there's a, it, I post videos and, 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 you know, there was one comment made that, um, you know, it, it, it's never going to work, you know? And so I very kindly invited that individual to come to the academy and, and train. Like, I just, just come on by, you know? And he blocked me. He, yeah, disappear, you know, whatever. But oh, I, I had like, this several times. I was like, so, I was like uh, apparently that was very offensive comment. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, guys, I watch uh, or I listen to to some of your podcasts, uh, and that just recently, like few before even you contacted me, like few weeks ago, I watched one of your videos on uh, BJ Fanatics page. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because you 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 have the instructional there, right? Uh, with BJ Fanatics, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I got, I got three. And yeah. uh, you know, social media, like I said, it's very excellent tool. You know, it's like uh, you know, and I I like the podcast. You know, I, a lot of times uh, I listen to podcasts. You know, and uh, I, I love it. I love what you do, uh, what you guys do, because everyone, different people from different areas. You know, even if you do the same, we do jujitsu, right? But we have a different mindset. We have a different background. We di- we have a different point of view right mm-hmm. so we can share that that's what i love i learn a lot from uh listening to everyone you know i'm you know i've been doing jiu-jitsu for only like what eight nine years now <laughs> you know what i mean like judge jiu-jitsu and i got my black belt pretty fast in six years less than seven years of training i believe you know but uh but i've been teaching like i said i've been teaching five years mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i like to hear you need to stay open-minded you know and that's why me and you talking right now you know and i really appreciate the opportunity you know yeah no and that's i think that's like one of the biggest characteristics of leadership is that you know you 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 acknowledge the fact that you don't know everything two you open-minded about hearing other people actually listening to them and hearing them out and two you you're you we have an open mind to learn new things and i think that's where the jiu-jitsu comes in really handy you know jiu-jitsu is very evolving fast paced evolving art that changes all the time and two we do get older and i don't know you might not be there yet but once you get to my age you know you're going to have to make some adjustments no, perhaps you man, know so i'm not getting I'm not getting any older. I'm young and beautiful, you know. <laughs> There's this no, again. You, oh, no, you man. are absolutely right. There, there is no limit in jiu-jitsu, you know. And the day you say that I know jiu-jitsu, actually you're done in jiu-jitsu, you know. Yep. You, uh, jiu-jitsu is the ocean, right? No limits, man. As soon as you learn some technique, there are other 10,000 different techniques, you know. And that's what I tell to my students, you know. And that's why I'm trying to keep, like, I'm trying to, like, tell them to, like, learn different. I'm not teaching them my style. You know, of course, if they, if they want to implement some of my game, you're more than welcome. And a lot of my students, they have my game, right? But, like, for example, speaking of my kids, you know, some, some of the kids like to play guard. Some of them like to play top takedowns, you know. And I just got to make sure that I teach them, you know, anything what they want. You know, I, I need to give them tools and not necessarily the tools that I use in my game because it's not maybe possible to use all the tools out of your box, you know, but at least you can pass that knowledge to your student. I love it. I love it. I mean, that, that just speaks a huge, you know, how your mind works and, and the leadership that you embed into your, into your academy. 
Alex, we got to wrap you. this up. Um, it, it, where can people find you? Where, where are you accessible? Social media, obviously, BJJ Fanatics. You have your you have your instructionals. Talked about that a little bit. Yeah, so I have three uh, instructionals in BJJ Fanatics. As I mentioned, no gi uh, instructional. That's uh, door chokes, Peruvian necktie, and Japanese necktie chokes are in there. Uh, there are two other instructionals. One of the instructionals is the gi chokes, Bravo, and Peruvian necktie using the gi, lapel. And the uh, color chokes, baseball bat, uh, bread cutter, and uh, bread cutter, baseball bat, and uh, what else? And something else. You know, I have too much stuff in my head. <laughs> and then I have another instructional on Jiu-Jitsu X platform. Uh, it's called the Game of Chokes, and it's all about anaconda chokes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you can find me on Instagram, as I mentioned earlier, that I'm active, very active there. It's um, Alex Human uh, BJJ. And uh, you can follow my uh, academy's uh, Instagram page. It's bravo underscore academy. So text me if you have any questions. I will be more than happy to answer. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Alex, what a beautiful story from the very beginning to the very end. Um, you know, I, we wish you the best of luck with your academy as you're starting this brand new journey of independence and creativity and, and so much beautiful ahead of you. We'll be watching you from sidelines. Gary, before we wrap up. Uh, yeah, thanks for everything you're doing. Thanks for being um, as open-minded as you are and, and pushing, um, I think, all the positive aspects of what we do forward. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Alex. Let's wrap it up. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care. Take care.